Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I'm some kind of clown, huh? I'm some kind of clown who's here supposed to amuse you, huh? (laughs) Yes, you are. I accept. You accept? Thank you for this job. Thank you for giving me a purpose in this life. All I've ever wanted to be a clown. I've never understood the people that were clowns early on and then became like real serious. Then they started making movies that have like just colors in the name. When it comes down to being like, don't you, didn't you just love being the clown? Don't you just want to be there and toss up the balls and have a floppy hat on and have everyone just be like, thank you. Thank you for your screams. Well, and as we learned from France's favorite comedian, Jerry Lewis, some Sometimes being serious gets your film banned forever. So don't bother. Apparently the clown who cried, it was barely serious. Oh. And that there are full extensive comedic bits in it, which is a part of why it didn't do as well. Because it was the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Roberto Bernini also did his stupid little hat thing in in the middle of Life is Beautiful. We will disagree about that forever. I thought that was beautiful and I liked when he climbed over all the stairs at the Oscars. It was the last time I cared what a celebrity did at an award show. It was 1990 (laughs) whatever and that little Italian struck a chord in a fat Ben Kissel Midwestern heart and I said, I just want to be like that man who survived the Holocaust. That's one Italian. One Italian I'll let live. Absolutely. Hey, what's up, everyone? I don't know why I said absolutely to that. (laughs) You did it. You agreed. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Hope everyone is doing well out there. I'm doing great because... I've been doing nothing but looking at prison food videos. Evidently, a lot of prisoners now have cell phones inside of the can, and mm-hmm. they show us what they're eating. And I'm just going to say it is not ooh, chef's kiss cuisine. It looks to be like if Ratatouille was also a serial murderer and he was also the head chef. It's not good. We, we just have to do everything possible to not go to prison, Kissel. Yeah. We have to do yeah. everything possible because you and I, if we went in together— we could oh have fun. God. I don't know. <laughs> think about I this. Think, you and me together in the mess hall, we um, would have fun. I think that they would play nuts to butts with us, and they would mm-hmm. insert you into me and me into you, vi- whatever, vice versa, whatever the day was, and then they would say, Master Blaster, and then you would have to get on my shoulders, and then I would have to pretend to be really dumb, but then you would also have to pretend to be very powerful, and then that would be fun mm-hmm. for you until we play. Yeah. Oh my God, as a matter of fact, then we play of Mice and Men, and then you kill. I don't like these games I anymore. The big man games. has been tormented for too long. Because you are... Too big by God's law. And that's why you were always punished. Punished by society. Punished by nature. It's not Mm -hmm. my fault that I was born perfect. Because look at me. Perfect body. Breasts of a 25-year-old influencer. I've got the legs of a 60-year-old man on a yacht. Yes, I'm you the best, do. I'm the best I've ever been. But let's. I do think, though, in our, we'd have fun in our own way if we went. Because I don't know if it's true or not. This is Side Stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. If you have been a prisoner, is it good in prison to have a gimmick? Well, apparently, I did get a DM from one prisoner. Uh, evidently, I did talk about this on the Alcatraz episode when it comes to the Birdman of Alcatraz. When you are a snitch, you don't go to protective custody per se. You go to a separate unit. So I did learn that. 
I've also been watching a lot of EOS, a.k.a. End of Sentence on YouTube. He did hard mm-hmm. time. He's a white crip. and He's he a talks, white crip. He's a white crip. So they're allowed sometimes. And he talks a lot about what goes on in the inner workings of prison. At the end of the day, you know, the, the number one rule, be respectful. Hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be violently, violently hurt. I so, know that game. I know what it'd be like. Yes, sir, Mr. Cannibal, sir. Hi, hi, hello. Oh, want to do hear my impression of the warden? Because that's how <laughs> I get in. I do impressions of the warden. I do everybody's favorite jail guard. I go like, I do food reviews. I go like, ugh, it's been like, ugh, this is not even fit for chest on the molester. And the molester's like, that's me. Oh, I'm the molester. And everyone's like, ah, everybody hates that guy, right? Let's go get the guy. Let's go get that guy today. Hey, everybody, let's go band together and beat the fuck out of that, pro- that child molester today, huh? Well, either way, I think uh, I think you nailed it. Have you been watching the Gacy documentary series on Peacock? Yes. Speaking of clowns, I have watched a bit of the Gacy documentary. And I have to admit, even though we covered him, even though I have heard about him for my entire life, I still forget every time how brutal he was. And it's interesting talking because there's a generation of boys. Obviously this is the late seventies. It's interesting talking or hearing them talk now as men talking about very similar to how your mother talks about, um, uh, son of Sam, where she changed her hair color. She changed, she got a haircut, but for the young boys, they all talked about how this was the end of their innocence. They realized the boogeyman was real. And I think that perspective of the male young victim and how that translates for the rest of their lives, many of them got into law enforcement because of it, how that translates, it was, I, I liked it. I thought there were some interesting new things in a very well-treaded story. Gacy, I realized, because you know we covered him back in the day and- there is a lot to sort of, you know, we make fun of these motherfuckers. Uh, he is a chubby-faced moron. Yes. It, but uh, that is, though, this time upon rewatching and seeing just seeing him talk so much, you just forget, like, man, was he actually very dangerous. Very dangerous. The bald-faced lies. Him being able to sit there, and up until he was executed, fighting, saying, I didn't do this, I had nothing to do with this, it was somebody else— incorporating more and more of his very ornate, very bald lies. Yep. Like just all, it couldn't be more of a pathological liar. And you watch it being like, it doesn't even move the needle. He couldn't access his own genuine self if he wanted to. He would. He had no access to emotions whatsoever. He was just this sphere. And mm-hmm. The way he, like, because he even talked to me, he's like, they made a big deal about calling me, saying that I was crazy when I went into prison because the first thing they asked me, they're like, oh, we want to speak to Mr. Gacy. And I said, oh, do you want to speak to Gacy the clown? Do you want to speak to Gacy the contractor? <laughs> do you want to speak to Gacy the undercover cop? And right. they're like, what? And it was like, oh, you told them you had multiple personalities. You lied to try to get an insanity plea throughout all of this bullshit. Meanwhile, you sat. Talk about also the the the, the symbolism of control sitting yep. on top of 29 bodies. Well, not just well, you know. that as well. Not just him. I also didn't quite realize how big the parties were at his house. They were talking about how they would have 200 people sometimes. And this is when the crawl spaces were just starting to fill up. So maybe you have 15, 18. I mean, there, I believe there was a total of 26 there and a couple in the river. It was, it was 29 under the house. Ooh. And then there was four in the river. So there was not just he, it was so many others and just a strange, like you imagine. You all became complicit. They, they all well, became not complicit. complicit. They all partied they on became, top of a graveyard. But they became victims as well because. Of course. You know, and that, that was another thing that I thought the documentary, we'll get to a news story here in a second, but I thought the documentary did a good job of extrapolating yes. how like the, it wasn't obviously the victims are key. But then everything else that blossomed out, the nuclear explosion that was John Wayne Gacy's life. My God, it is fascinating. So check that documentary out on Peacock. Although I wish they try did to have, pirate it. Try, I wish they try to oh, pirate it. Try I to download to get, it. I had to, I'm a Peacock because I had to get Peacock because they have the WWE Network and they got me and I'm upset and I'm not talking about it because this is not kind of fun. My wrestling show. But when one they could have done 10 minutes on the one boy 
that was inspired by his clowning, though. The one time where John ben Wayne Gizzle. Gacy showed up at an eighth grade birthday party and the guy and he clowned so good. And a boy had one single teardrop. And then that boy went on to vaudeville or went on to storm the Capitol vaudeville. on January 6th after being on Mr. Show. Whatever it might be, he may Man. he must have inspired at least one entertainer. Oh, of course. That's all I'm saying. Like, oh, look, you don't have to have any talent to be a clown. Oh, he, you are. He, I actually think he was quite talented because the reviews were in was. and the reviews were hot. It sounded like he he put it on. Again, all of his jokes sound like they were never actually very funny. In the end, they were just, well, he's decided to do this. He is volunteering his time <laughs> to be a clown. So they're not going to be like, get out of here, you fucking talentless clown. Because technically he has arrived to make cancer children laugh. But guess what? I don't think cancer kids even like clowns. I think they like women with huge breasts. You know what, bro? I'm with you on that. Basketball hit it on the head. Although yes. cancer kids like women with huge breasts, I suppose, or John Cena, John Cena or any kind of professional wrestler. And I have to say this. If I wish I only wish I could be one. I wish I could be a, a celebrity athlete for one day to say cancer child. I'm going to make your wish come true. He said, Ben, I hope you hit the three pointer at the buzzer. I don't know why he sounds like Puffin. And I'll I say, don't know okay, why. young kid. And I do it. And then the kid would dies. Be and that's trip, his dude. last memory. And then I am the Fuck final yeah. memory. And the final thing that he experienced on earth was pure joy. You know, technically the flip reverse side of that is John Wayne Gacy, who was actually the last memory a lot of those little boys had, Oof. but their last memories were total terror. But it's also yeah. weird about your wanting to control their last memory is a weird controlling impulse. No, I don't want, I want them to have fun for their last memory before they go off to the pearly They should go gates. on a roller coaster. Technically, you should put all those kids on a roller coaster and let them die on there. That is one way to do it. And of course, you can go to Six Flags now. John Wayne Gacy, check out the documentary. Six Flags is open. All right. Self-clap <laughs> for Henry Zabrowski. I'm just going to hop right into a news story here because we're talking <laughs> like about John one. Wayne Gacy. Let's just, I'm I actually going to keep it light to start because we've been talking about animal, uh, or not animal, stuffed animal, rather. Uh, evidently, this is not just about stuffed animals when it comes to people having sex with them. Mm -mm. This is not just no. about stuffed animals. This is not just about the characters no. from Frozen. Evidently, Elmo is also in the sexual mix. I uh, want to know what Elmo was wearing in this room. Nothing, to be fair, and he is demanding Whoa. to be tickled. Um, uh, but look at this. So this so, comes from the smoking gun. This story is just, you know, why do we let anybody into our homes? I don't know. This guy, Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, uh, he's 59. He was arraigned this week on misdemeanor charges. Uh, because he was found on camera. It was a camera in the home, specifically where the infant sleeps in, uh, sleeps in the nursery. And evidently, he was having sex with their Elmo doll. And I, again, I, I just, just let you buy your own. Is there something with somebody else's I, Elmo doll that makes it more erotic, do you think? Because why not just I go buy a Tickle Me Elmo? I don't fucking know, Kissel. <laughs> and I don't know why. In 2021, how many months has it been? Four <laughs> I want to say this yeah. is the fourth story this year I we don't have know. covered. And I that's why we're even bringing it back up. Because what is happening? Last year, it was the family <laughs> annihilators. This is people having sex with plushie dolls. Well, Think that's about, not right, so here we go. That's not as I, bad as family it's not annihilators, sure. to be Yeah, fair. I guess that's, it's getting we're, better. We're I, improving a little bit. That's not so I bad. Guess. All right, so here we go. This comes from the smoking gun. While unaware he was being recorded by a nursery camera, a Michigan home inspector pleasured himself with an Elmo doll. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, 59, feeling not so fine, was arraigned yesterday on a pair of misdemeanor charges, which is still, I can't believe it's a misdemeanor. Um, st what do you think that should be a felony? I don't know, dude. I think there should be a third category. That says like hmm, you like a need yuck. a timeout. Yeah, a yucky, yucky crime department where you need a timeout from yeah. anything good. Like you shouldn't be allowed to have a fried chicken sandwich for twenty years. <laughs> no, investigators say Van Leuven had been hired by the home's owners to inspect their property prior to sale. For, you, for if you guys are you know those of you that have a house or know like what you do is you buy a house and then or you're trying to buy a house and in the middle of that whole scenario you normally will have a uh. It's somebody who comes yeah. and 
Inspect they inspect the house. the house. They inspect the house to make sure that it's up to code, make, to kind of find out whether or not it's worth the amount of money that the people that are selling the house say that it's worth. And you figure out all the kind yeah. of mold remediation, all this kind of bullshit, right? My buddy in uh, my buddy in Minneapolis just did that. And believe it or not, most home inspectors are there at the behest of the person who's about to be buying the house. And it ends yes. up they find a lot of problems, air quotes problems, and then they slowly knock money off of the price. And that is kind of the job of the home inspector. Uh, unless they or they in certain cases if they don't catch problems then you find out you have like a, a massive systemic problem in your house you don't know it until it's after you hone it um that didn't oh that didn't just happen to me um but with this guy he so the owners told the police that they let van leuven in with the buyer's real estate agent into the home then departed the residence during the march 12th inspection while away from the property, a 22-year-old female homeowner, they received, she received a alert on her phone that a webcam had detected movement in the resident's nursery, which I imagine would be uh, like you'd be very scared if that well, popped this is, up on your this phone. Is the, this is the beginning uh, or the middle or perhaps the end of a lot of horror movies. You have a nursery. You detect movement. You say, I'm not in there. My baby's not in there. What could be happening? And then sure What's enough, you look at your phone and you see a man inserting his penis into your child's Elmo doll. So now, I'm going to say like this. No, but it's, I'm going to say this. Let me say, like, apparently, this. there's steps here, Kessel. Okay. Because he didn't just start with the Elmo. Apparently, she turned on her phone. Uh-huh. She watched him to start. He started jerking off <laughs> solo, standing in a nursery. Can I just I'm say just this about... There. Can I just say this about phones? Maybe have a talk back. Like, I just want my, if I'm watching somebody jerk off in my home, I just want to hit, hit a button and just be like, and now he can hear me. Like, sir, sir, could sir, you, please? I see you, sir. Sir. Yeah, that would be incredible. But he'd go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd mean to do it. So this is also, I don't have this power of imagination anymore. Mm. I have to look at porn or look at something or look at kind of like, I have to dredge up a memory of if I'm going to masturbate when it comes down to it. But this man just walked Stood into a nursery, pulled out his dick, dry, just started jerking <laughs> off. And then all of a sudden, he looked at an Elmo doll sitting in the corner, and he's like, huh, finally, a helper. <laughs> he picked up the Elmo doll and then had sex with the Elmo doll afterwards. All right, so you might be wondering what is the fine for something like this other than the most important fine that you can't monetize, which is the fine of public shame. And this is why bringing back the stocks, just bringing back, I suppose this is a version of the stocks, yucky crimes, where it's just let the world know the man doesn't belong in prison forever, whatever. He is someone who is obviously very ill, but just let the neighborhood know that if you have a toy, lock him up when he's around and don't allow this man in your home anymore. Uh, that would you have some very self. I feel like you put the yucky crime division. You put a guy in the stocks for a couple of days. He's then forced to speak to some very self serious anchor, right? Like, like I'm trying to think of someone who that everybody likes, but also was like kind of mean. Like when Kramer had to apologize to Jerry Seinfeld and David Letterman for being racist. Yes. Like that. Very awkward like that. where the audience kind of laughs at first and then Jerry has to be like, no, this is serious. This is serious. No, yeah. you need to have somebody like somebody that maybe everybody likes or uh, I'm like, who's a good celebrity? Larry David. I think that Larry no, David I think Larry David. Larry. I think it's either him or like Rachel McAdams, like a very beautiful oh faced actress. Oh. So we're all forced to see her reaction when you get the, the things out and she goes like, why did you do this? Why Elmo? Do you are you sexually attracted to Elmo, the child monster? Because Elmo's a child monster. He is. I agree like, with you on that. Okay, well, but that what? might actually make other people masturbate. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take it, but I'm gonna give it to Octavia uh, Octavia Spencer because I feel like her reaction would yes. be Oscar winning when she's like, "What did you do?" Okay. Yes. Anyway, that's the person. That's so the who man. It is. The man looks as if he is uh, like if Butthead grew up and had sex with an Elmo doll in a nursery. <laughs> that's what he looks like. He is uh, being uh, charged with 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 malicious destruction of property under two hundred dollars. Oh. Now, if I was his defense, uh, if I was his defense lawyer, I would say, was it malicious destruction of property? It's the way sexual that he had romance. Sex? It's Elmo. Um, so that was the only I would push back uh, a little like, bit on but that. But that's what the big that's the big crime here is that he ruined a doll. I don't know if that's the crime here. No, I think it was the 
the doing it in somebody else's home in their nursery. And then I guess yeah. theoretically the kid would touch the doll if the parents didn't yes. know. This is why smell every single stuffed animal you have in your house oh, every single day. No, night. put it nowhere near your face. <laughs> put it nowhere so, near your face. Just check it. Check it for crust. To make things worse for this man, he is in the Oakland County Jail where he's oh, being held no. on $2,500 bond. And again, I'm watching a lot of my little prison documentaries on YouTube. Prison reform is the most important. Uh, criminal justice reform is the social uh, issue of our lifetime. Slavery still yes. exists. It's in our prison system. That being said, when you go to prison, they check your papers and they see if you're, uh, they call them a chomo, child molester, something like that. You go in there and you have fucked an Elmo doll. I don't know if that makes you the safest man in jail or the most preyed upon man in jail. Because I, if I was in jail, I wouldn't know what, do I beat you up or do I avoid, I don't know what to do with that. I feel like, hmm, I feel like you could give the guy a solid shove and be like, <laughs> I got my eye on you. And he'd be like, no, you're walking around here and I'm staring at you. I'm with you all the time. And then you kind of either, because you could either do lean into the joke. I mean, like, you know, what like, joke? look, I got something else from the commissary. And you like uh, bring out another stuffed animal, like something like that. I'd be like, hey, guys, it's funny. Being like, yeah, I'm not that guy anymore. I know that was two weeks ago, but I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah, not that guy. Well, if things don't go well for him in court, assuming they won't, uh, he faces up to two years in prison. So uh, that is, I guess no pillow is safe. Don't, he's going to start oh, yeah. putting googly eyes on his bed and, uh, I just, but don't worry. You? This man still has his, the man still has his defenders. What I love is I fucking love the internet and just it's <laughs> bottomless, endless ability to, I don't even know what it's just the, the, the takes that people have. This is it's, a comment on the article. How could he be charged with indecent exposure? He was alone in a room. He oh didn't know God. there was a camera. That seems to be an unfair charge. <laughs> does it? Like, <laughs> he so, does it. Is it? Is it bad? I think that might be <laughs> that it a- man. It might just be himself with multiple accounts, just being like, like with the emoji with your hands are up with your palms to the heavens yep. and your face is just like, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you just randomly get struck to fuck an Elmo doll. Um, it just hasn't happened to do. us yet. And maybe, maybe we, maybe you, honestly, what if it just happens one day where you walk into your home? I know you have some cool, like you have some cool oh. demonic stuff. Oh. What if all of a sudden you just walk into your room, you get rock hard with the Dune figure, a figure that you got over Christmas when we did Hidden Presents. All of a sudden you look at your Dune figurine, you get rock hard and you just have to, you have to do it. I will go to a hospital. I'll drive I'll you. go to a hospital. Take me to a hospital. Because you cannot already- tell Natalie. No. No, but you Natalie can tell me, did, though. I would tell Natalie. I mean, Natalie already knows she's on the lookout for when she has to call the hospital. Because I've given her <laughs> full permission. I was just like, you know, at some point, yeah, I'll be mad if they come and they grab me and I'm going to be thrashing and shit. But, you know, in the end, I'm going to be like, thank you for calling them because maybe I had lost perspective on my afternoon. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, that'll be fantastic for all of us as we sit next to you at your bedside and you'll just be like, did you put How am I doing? nuggets? How am I doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, Henry. That's not that's all because that's all I ask. We're like, I obviously don't know how I'm doing. So I hope you guys can tell me that things are OK again. huh? Come on, guys. It's just it's just me, buddy. It's me. Uh, right. I'm not that guy anymore. Either way. Well, Van Leuven. He uh, is looking at two years, as I said. So we'll see what happens. Not the hero of the week. No, he is not. This week's hero of the week is actually kind of a surprise, but we will celebrate anyone who does anything good, even if they're not necessarily uh, folks that we are particularly Um, close with. But anyway, let's move on. from your grave. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins mother's day, but not this year. I'm coming back ready to win mother's day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this, we have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. 
I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors big and small some people are presidents some people are soldiers some people have to eat mayonnaise especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch but I guess I should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down and what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. I just want to kind of briefly talk about the story just because I'd like to follow up with it when we know more about it. But obviously things are opening back up. uh, And what has that led to? Immediately it's led to mass shootings. I think that there's been four in the last month. Uh, Mm -hmm. No one's doing anything about it. Uh, I mean, why rush? Well, in Um, Georgia, you can register for a firearm online now. So uh, there you go. Oh, (laughs) great. Great. But there is this one comes from former NFL player Philip Adams. He murdered five people, his neighbors, including two children, and then he killed himself. This story, I want to find out whether or not CTE is connected to this or there's something else. But he walked into a neighbor's house and he killed the whole family. So what whole family? Yeah, this was actually the doctor. This was actually his doctor. So it was his doctor and his wife. Uh, And then, of course, their grandchildren that were killed by this man. Uh, The guy's name is Philip Adams. I believe he had a six-year NFL career. Not that that matters. Uh, Again, he killed five people, including two kids. Um, And one of those people is himself as well. So he killed the family, and he also randomly killed a person who was just working on the home who was fixing their, I believe, air conditioning. So he was just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. He dipped out to his mom's house. The cops followed him there or found him there. A standoff ensued and he committed suicide. So this, I don't even know where to. It's very scary. It's just so, this story is just so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. I also wonder, because I feel like there's interest because he's a former NFL player. And I think what I kind of know about NFL players is that it's very difficult job, right? Where you actually have to be. Oh my God, so intense. You have to be very smart to be yes. an NFL player because you have to know all the plays and it's a shifting environment. 
and you have to be able to do all of these. It's a lot of memorization. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of prep going into each game. And so again, that's a part of it is that you look at somebody like this. How does somebody go from that? It seems to be like, I mean, even though we know the NFL is filled with a bunch of fucking, I mean, crazy monsters because everybody beats each other all day. But also like, it's, it's just well, weird to go from some. this job where you have to, you have to carry, you have to like be able to carry yourself in a very highly corporate world. And then something like this happens. It's right. It's, you know, and of course, when it comes to the NFL, there's no guarantee usually. And uh, it's an extremely high stress job, but nonetheless, his father, Philip Adams' father, does say it was something to do with football. He said the football ruined my son. The CTE conversation is there. But I do have to say there's a lot of people with CTE. There's a lot of people with a lot of different brain issues that don't commit these crimes. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you get to the superstar level or when you get to the professional uh, athlete level, they are really disciplined. And, like, the whole idea that they're, like, per capita crazier than normal people isn't true, but it's, so I don't even know what, yeah, it's tough to make jokes on this one. It's just, sad. Oh no, it's not, it's just a, it's one of those I would like to see if there's any, a follow-up to this yeah. about what the state of his brain was. And I don't and know if he shot himself he in knew. the, I don't know if he shot himself in the head or not, but even if he did, I guess we should probably be able to know if it's all weird. I also got into a YouTube hole of what happens when you actually get shot through the brain and that was kind of scary because it is scary. There's a lot of different things. Did you know the the bullet, if it's from a far enough distance with a handgun, can ricochet and just go all around your brain like it's on a gravitron and just goes on the circumference of your skull and then it lands on top of your head like a little cherry on top. And they know if it did that because they open you up and they're like, oh, there's the bullet. Isn't I that remember weird? that from the movie My Blue Heaven. There's like there's a what? movie. It's a talk. The My Blue Heaven. Is that what that Martin movie's about? But there's a there's a scene in it where he talks. He's like full of shit, but in jail, he's just like, "My buddy, you like the twenty two, because he used to put up against against the guy's head. And what you liked about it is that the little bullet when it go inside the head, bounced all around, throwing oh guy's my. brains into soup. And it's like that. Oh. That's how I know that factoid from well, that very uh, unknown movie. My goodness, that doesn't seem hey, so. Hey, Kissel, this is from that movie. What's the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb? Ooh, what's the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb? You can't unscrew can a light bulb. You can unscrew a light bulb. Oh, yeah, I said it wrong. <laughs> yes, you can unscrew a light bulb. You, yes. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think that's. That's they, from that movie. Did they, did they write it by what they saw on popsicle sticks? Because yes. isn't that like, that's like a pretty old joke, isn't it? It was funny. In the movie, I like this movie. And I honestly think that that movie got a lot of flack. But that movie is Jack, that's a Zabrowski family movie we loved. But Steve Martin and Rick Moranis as the FBI agent, that's a combo you can't beat. I'm with you. My family's movie, we, we, I mean, uh, we were Christmas vacation. We were a Christmas vacation. Oh, oh, absolutely. Natalie and I talk about how we're the neighbors in our neighborhood all the time. The two, like, goth family neighbors with their shiny silver suits on. But you're also the two making the loudest noise because I remember when Natalie put up her unbelievably great rig because she's very athletic. She does all the rope training and they were very concerned that you were going to be like the road manager for ACDC. And they were like, mm -hmm. are you guys going to have rock concerts in your backyard? And you got a lot of phone calls and the, and literally the, I know you don't live in an HOA, but they were about to form one to kick you guys out. Guess what, though? They can come for my fucking dead body. If they want to come in this house, they can pull me out of this house fucking kicking and screaming if they want to come for me. You know, if you were a dog, Henry, despite the fact you're <laughs> Polish, you would be a chihuahua. <laughs> because you're very territorial. You're tiny. I am. But I love you, who I love. You love who you love. And so don't be on the wrong side of Henry and don't be on the wrong side of a chihuahua. This next story is just super cute. This um, is one of those viral stories that came out, but it is really cute because Natalie also showed it to me. This is a very, it's very, very cute. It went, it, it, people are trying to get, they're trying to get this chihuahua adopted and it is not friendly. No, it is not friendly whatsoever. So this went viral on Twitter. There's a chihuahua named prancer it's being deemed a demonic chihuahua uh some people have said it is a chucky doll inside of a dog's body and uh it seems like no one wants to take care of it so prancer's current foster owner shared a post this past week here on april 7th of the two-year-old puppy and the dog let's just say has a lot of character this is what she wrote she says i've tried for the last several months to post this dog up for adoption and make him sound 
palatable. <laughs> Not even like lovable, just palatable, just so you can handle it. And she goes on to say, the problem is he's just not. There's not a very market. There's not a very big market for neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dogs that look like gremlins. <laughs> but he's so cute. I like his little gremlin face. I love this breakdown too. Prancer came to me obese, wearing a cashmere sweater with a bacon and egg cheese stuffed in his crate with him. I should have known in that moment this dog would be a problem. He was owned by an elderly woman who treated him like a human and never socialized him. Sprinkling a little genetic predisposition for being nervous, and you've concocted a neurotic mess, a.k.a. Prancer. His first week, he was too terrified to have a personality. As awful as it sounds, I kind of liked him better that way. And just laid on the couch. Didn't bother anyone. I was excited to see him come out of his shell and become a real dog. I'm convinced at this point he is not a real dog, but more like a vessel for a traumatized Victorian child that now haunts our home. The woman that is writing this is she is going a little bit bloggy with it. I it's still just a chihuahua. They are it's bad. cute, but it, but it, you know, like I get it because Wendy bonds to Natalie, right? We have a chihuahua, and I can see it. They choose this dog only chooses women and cannot stand men in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't seem like it can stand stand. This woman either. Also, can you imagine? Knock, 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 knock. Doggy delivery. And it's a little chihuahua. And he's got his little bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. And he's just like, I'm just moving in. I think but he's very, very fat. You have to be very, very careful about the obese animals, especially when they're small, because it's very bad for their little organs. Oh, and now there's a meme with the chihuahua that says he's 50% hate and 50% tremble. That's oh, horrible. He's just needs leave love. these chihuahuas alone. So please adopt this chihuahua if you can, if you don't have kids, probably if you're single. And uh, it seems like a female is probably needed for this chihuahua, maybe because it was abused by a male or whatever it might be. Sometimes dogs just say they like what they like. And maybe they this like dog was like. totally pampered. Who knows? Either way. So <clears throat> adopt Prancer. You never know what you're going to get. And no matter you what, know. remember... When you adopt a dog, that dog is yours, and you can never return it, unless no. it bites your child. Then that's a whole system. That then you have that's to put a whole the dog thing. into. Then Did your dog over police? I remember when my dog, uh, when Polar Bear, he nipped a neighbor, and yes. then my and my neighbor was like super sad, but he was a little bitchy kid. I never liked that kid. And then my parents <laughs> were like, "Oh no, we're gonna have to put him down." And then I cried, and then I ran with polar bear to the woods for about an hour until I got hungry and came back. Sure. But, nobody um, should be if a tiny little nip. You can't put a dog down for no. a tiny nip. A dog's an animal. Kids are annoying. They grab yeah, the dog. Kids are bad. Paws. They don't know. They don't, they don't know, know how to handle a dog unless you train them or they know what it's like to be around a dog. I think the way you a dog should be put down is if it rips the dick off a fucking beloved actor or if it attacks um, many, many people in a row. Like if it's it's one of those where if it's an uncontained animal and it's been trained to kill. Yeah. I would say then it's that's what's it's hard. It's yeah, hard to bring you, them back. If you have like Jean-Claude Van Paw then yes, you probably, that's dangerous if you teach it the art of martial arts. But my God, most dogs, you just got to give them a little bit of love and then they're going to be and okay. Just, or Although, give them room. How, how about this idea? Take the guy who fucked Elmo. Take Demon Dog, because Demon Dog, let's be honest, it's probably got to go to the penitentiary. Board them together. Oh, all of a sudden he's so aroused by plush animals. But now no, this he's going to fuck the dog. No, he's going to get beat up by the dog every day. Oh, he's going to sit in the corner. He comes to have sex with him. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, the man is ballless. After day three, he's dickless, earless, yep. noseless. Wow. He slowly this dies. This is the solution. This is the solution. Can you imagine? You know if that I, I did just watch the entire Chucky series. And that was a deleted scene where a person breaks in and has sex with with Chucky when he has to pretend to be a doll and just the one tear out of. Can uh, you imagine that? Of, That's actually a really good deleted scene. I actually really like that idea of like Chucky uh, being like, it was never supposed to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Live from your grave. 
boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some Texas Pete sriracha sauce. And I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST. 24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, You can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, I, This next story is a, I cannot believe that this story is real. Okay. And I want this story. I want. I cannot believe that this story is real. And I really want to see this fucking movie. This is this is legit, 
and I couldn't love it more. Okay. Five hitmen jailed after each hired the other to carry out murder that was never committed. <laughs> this is incredible. This comes from the independent. Six people have been jailed after they each hired another hitman to carry out a murder that was never committed. Tan Yuhui, a real estate developer, hired a hitman to kill a business rival for two million yuan. Right? This is in China. Yes, which is however, about 200, 220,000 bucks. However, that hitman then subcontracted the work to another hitman. We passed it on to another hitman. Oh, my God. apparently then gave it to another hitman who employed another hitman who in turn engaged yet another hitman. And then in that last one, instead of carrying out the hit, went to the man that he was supposed to kill and asked him, will you help me fake your death? Then we will split the money. It is... So convoluted, I'm getting the feeling none of these people want to kill anyone at all. And Look isn't at the, that and how bad? The, do the job that you say you're going to do or change the job that you have. There is no such thing as a hitman. You no. have to kill your own people. I'm just going to say that when it comes down to it, you have to kill your own people. So listen to this shit. Tan hired a guy to kill a, a man named Mr. Huey, right, for the two million, the two million yuan. That hitman, he contracted another assassin that he said, I'll give you one million yon. So half of what right. I have for you to do it for me. And then uh, that's up front. And then I'll give you one million yon in completion of the hit. So basically I get to keep 20,000. I get to keep like 20,000 yon on my own. Yes, right? I believe. I think it's I think it's yen. Uh, with that, with that money there. But I go oh, yeah. God. So either way, I don't think it's yen. No, Japanese is yen. I don't know. <laughs> Japanese is yen. This is yen. I don't know. I think I can pronounce it correct, right? But the next one is said, okay. All I I'll know give is you. all I know is that the Canadian one dollar bill is called a loon. That's the only That's foreign it. currency that I know. <laughs> Basically, to put it, each one agreed to give the next one only half of what they have in order for them to do the thing. When they finally got to the guy that talked to the victim, oh my he said, God. "Okay, listen. What I need to do is let's just fake this." The victim said, "Okay," and he joined in on the plot. Whoa! And he agreed, and he posed with his hands bound, Wait. so then Ling could claim the fee. Like they took a picture Who of him. Had- like, okay, act like you're killing me. Okay, who had the two hundred and twenty thousand? Who had the two million before? The first the guy. The first guy. Okay, so now how has this money become diluted between six people? There is no money anymore. Like if it I don't know. I don't know. It is by the end, it was like by it was like ten thousand pot it was ten thousand uh uh pounds by the very end, essentially. And- this is so bizarre because there's a pris- there is a photo of them in court. Uh, they are wearing a tan. They're just everything is gray. Everything is sad. They're wearing shorts. They're all standing there uh, in front of the magistrate, handcuffed. Real estate developer and the uh, and the uh, and the others were all sentenced to five years in prison. While the hitman were well, the hit men were given sentences between two and uh, four years. So uh, yeah. It looks like the dude who started it got double the time of every other idiot that he tried to bring into the fold, which yes. I guess makes sense. And I suppose it's a good story. This is why it's a comedy, because nobody's dead. Nobody and died. Nothing what- happened. It was just this series of events. This is an episode of fucking Three's Company, but with with fucking Hitman. Yeah. Well, either way, again, it's never a Hitman. It's always an FBI informant. It's never and if you man. want somebody dead, you know the best form of revenge is success. So living bust well. your ass, living well, and then drive by their house uh, or, or, or with your new bicycle. And or you find the out where they live. Fun. You know what you could do? Find out where he lives. Go to Tom. Go to the deli. Get the Tom Cruise special. Get a bunch of those fucking <laughs> big whole fish. Go wait for them to leave their house. Tom Cruise is going to come after space. you. There is no evidence that he has sex with fish, but. Except for the fish. Talk to these fish. <laughs> you go, you take these fish, you put it up underneath the house, the floorboards. That's a good way to get at somebody, too. But you got to watch them for a while and find out what their schedule is. Or steal their mail. Burn yeah. it. That's uh, another thing you can do. We used to do a lot of different tampering when we were kids. Be safe. But be it's a federal careful. crime. It is a federal tampering. crime. And the one thing we learned from the John Wayne Gacy documentary is it used to be a lot easier People used to do a thing called disappear, but they can't mm-hmm. anymore 
So you're going to have to outsmart them. Maybe go a who's Harry Crumb route, cut the cut the brake uh, fluid on the car. But does that even exist anymore? Also, they'll probably know because the car will be like intruder, intruder. It's tough. Know. You got to think outside the box. The best way to do it, probably push them off a mountain. Pose as their wife on Facebook. <laughs> Create a fake account as their wife. <laughs> Pretend like you're cheating on him, right? So you seed all the stuff. Create Tinder profiles of the person you're trying to get revenge's significant other. Create it and then just start proliferating it. Just sending all this kind of stuff. There's so many ways to get revenge as that murder. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, I will say, I, I looked this up. I'm not going to get into a detail this episode because we did Aliens last episode. But there is a, there is a legit another UFO piece of footage that came out, which is a gigantic pyramid UFO, which is the shit that they've been talking about for a year. They're saying this picture of this pyramid UFO is going to come out. And the Pentagon has confirmed officially that it is real. Okay. It is a leak. But I also don't know what the hell... It means when the Pentagon finally admits that something is real because then it comes down to it, they uh, they don't, they will never come out of something with a losing arrangement. Whatever well, it is that they're doing, they're doing it to forward some agenda from the inside. So them coming forward and saying, yes, this pyramid picture that has been leaked is real somehow plays into whatever the hell it is that they want anyway. But it's very compelling footage. Very compelling footage. It is, and you have to wonder all the smoke screens going on around us and how interesting it is that Disclosure has just sort of rolled out. It's here, and yet no one cares. Because you no can't one, believe it. Because you can't believe don't. these people. A few people because, do, rather. Because you have to be highly critical of anything that comes out of Washington, Washington Absolutely. DC. You have to look at it and understand, like, well, there are many vectors at work here. It's not just, oh, this leaks. Because there, there might be... There might be a, a fucking tack that says that the government is trying to be quote unquote transparent about this because it's like the one thing that they can be transparent about without yep. getting all of the political blowback that they want. That like they're finally like, see, look, we're clear on this. We're clear, you know, and then, you know, they are still probably full of shit. They've been full of shit up to this point. So why would they all of a sudden be like good guys? Well, and speaking of full of shit, great segue, Henry. Uh, that Thank goes you. to this next story out of Edgewater. This fella, there's a mugshot of him. He's balding. Uh, he has a shirt on that says Redneck Nation with an AR-15 over his mm. uh, breast pocket. Uh, the man looks as if he is someone who is a sovereign citizen, which, of course, is great in theory. But in practice, I it can also lead to a lot of trouble. He was pulled over in Culvert County uh, for speeding. Evidently, he was not too happy with that. He told the cops, no. you have like my car is my own country. My country travels at whatever speed is the rules inside of my country. And to me, that is 75 miles per hour. That's basically what he was saying. He was telling the cops to get the fuck away from me. Give me the fucking ticket. The cops are like, OK, well, I don't think that's going to work out. So they ask him to exit the vehicle. He exit the, exits the vehicle. And again, talk about privilege. We see what's going on in Minneapolis in a yeah, similar dude. situation. This man is at the very this least This guy just alive. gets to walk out of his car. He just gets to do fucking whatever. I don't get it. I don't get it, except for the fact that it's just so it's white power gangs have taken over every single police department. Well, certainly uh, Minneapolis has a lot of work to do on that front. And hopefully change is near because it must be. So he uh, so this dude, he's pulled over and he's getting all livid. He has a little knife. The deputies pull him out of the car. He he kind of tries to stab a deputy, but it doesn't yes, really does. work. So then he's put on the corner. And he's sitting there in handcuffs. And it's when he is in handcuffs, he takes a big old dump in his shorts. And now yeah. this dump in the shorts, he starts digging around like a like It becomes hog. a weapon. It becomes yep. a weapon. So he's digging around in his own asshole, grabbing his own human shit, putting it all over his hands. And then he attempts to smear it all over the cops. And he didn't somehow get shot. Isn't that in interesting? In this scenario, the, the, I don't... Get it. No, as a matter of fact, a jail van responded to the scene and transported Sahovich, that's his name, to the Culvert County Detention Center where he was booked for speeding, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and being covered in human shit. Is so, that a crime in this country? 
I think it being you know, covered with shit to crime in this country. I thought that this was a you, free place. You can be covered in shit, but I think if you're covered in shit and start running after people in the town square, being like, oh, come nah, and get your dookie nah, hug, nah, come nah, and get nah, your dookie nah, hug, uh, then I think it becomes a crime. Half of art then has to be a crime. Well, I I think if you walk into the museum, you're complicit. And therefore, part of the art. If you are, I don't need, like if Yoko just started swing, singing Yoko Ono, if she started singing on the street, I would try to press charges. But if I go to the Met and I see her sing, you I did that this. to myself. So I If pay, you go to the Mr. Dookie Man exhibit at the Met. Yes. You are. You probably would have to sign a release, though, that says I not only uh, am okay with shit getting on me, but that is his ex- artistic expression. I hope to get shit on me. I completely agree. So Adam Paul Sohovich, Sohovich, Adam Paul Sohovich, um, yeah, just maybe don't speed so much. Also, um, don't cover yourself. Don't in, attack the police. In human um, shit. And also, I don't know how he lived through this scenario. Um, and mm-hmm. that seems to be the big problem here. Yeah, he tried to grab a knife. And you, again, you can imagine. So, But speaking of comments, it is very interesting. Um, because some people, uh, uh <laughs> this is one comment from Jeff Thompson on behalf of the human family, my sympathies to the police. This piece of shit is clearly a lawless, hating, maladjusted Democrat. Uh, again, he is wearing a t-shirt that says redneck nation with an AR-15 on it. I don't know if he is a Democrat exactly, but that is the glory of, <laughs> of comments. Oh my God. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Looking at the comments just below are are just so choice. That goes. Oh, everybody's so another person stupid a- and broken. Anne Marie Graham says, "Don't be so quick to judge. It's possible this man was having a psychotic episode." Yeah, really. It is. It is. Yeah, it is possible. It, it is, is possible. possible. Well, what course. are you going to do with these guys? Also, don't look up this story. We almost got fooled. The Florida's Amy oh, Poehler with the stripper shooting pussy juice all over everybody. It's wrong. It's not real, but we wanted it to be real. Sometimes when things are too good to be true, they are just that. I have that experience every time the mugshot of the goth guy with the big, uh, with the eyeshadow on, they are always like, he's an undertaker and he found a bunch of babies and he killed a bunch of people. Gosh, like you can't get real. any real news around here, can you? We can't anymore. But you know what's real? The hero of the week is real. It is real. All right, let's do hero of the week. Kind of out of left field or right field in this case, perhaps. But I am giving hero of the week to the LSU frat brothers who paid oh, off a mortgage so of their lovely cook after 30 years. So they gave... Jesse Hamilton, she was their cook, I guess, at the house for a long time. I, they treated her well. That's what she says. They paid her $51,000 ahead of her 74th birthday in celebration of all of her hard work. And they dubbed April 3rd Jesse Hamilton Day. This is what oh, she wow. had to say. She says, they were my kids. They still are. They used to tell me they loved me. And now they proved it. Uh, during her time at the Fiji house from 1982 to 1996, Hamilton, a single mother of three, would start her days at 4 a.m. to get a camp and they would give her, oh my God, she just did everything for these people. And she says, I enjoyed doing it. They loved my cooking. I was always there to talk things through with them. They'd come in the kitchen and sit on top of my counter and tell me their problems. So this woman is hero of the week, along with the LSU frat bros who paid off her her, uh, home mortgage. But you know... It is just Do you think that they still just for the sake of it went in there and played ookie cookie like one last time? I am not going to malign all of the Greek society, but yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I am no, I am like, like this so is our house. I don't want to be an asshole on it. I just never did the frat thing. And if you need no. to do the frat thing, good, that's fine. Well, I, didn't I just come never frats. understood it. Costs it. it. It costs too much money. It's why yes. I didn't join UCB because I didn't believe in paying money for friends, um, which now I didn't realize was a massive mistake in terms of your career. But you know, that's because that's what everybody does because they learned it from the secret schools. They learned it from Skulls and Bones and literally the Illuminati system just crept its way into uh, show business and just in general the entire yeah. world. And so everybody knows you have to pay to play no matter what. It's called the American curse. Um, but the LSU system, you know, like they did something nice. They did something nice and that's what matters because everyone can do something nice and i know cultures are changing across the board and um mm-hmm. and they're, they're trying l- the frats are trying to clean up i just don't know how much you can inherently clean up 
I mean, because well, it's, it's not a, about being bad. It's, it's no. not like they could still be, dr they're still binge drinking and fucking Everyone. making each other suck each other's dicks and stuff like that. But that's fun. <laughs> that's like what frats do. That's what they're, that's what they're supposed to do. To me, it was always the, uh, the monetization of friendship. That yes. was the thing that I was like, why would I pay for friends? But again, some people like more structure in their lives. And I think that works for perhaps type A personalities or something. Nonetheless. Also, or if you're a legacy, if you come from a long line of people that are into frats and, the, and then that's like a part of your family, that seems to be a big deal. Um, and again, yeah, if you like seeing a bunch of guys cocks and you're like, you know, <laughs> th th that's like of a thing that if you, I think it's great. I think that if you like them, that's great. All right. Well, the FSU frat boys and Jesse Hamilton, uh, the cook who provided inspiration. And you know what? Honestly, she's a she's a uh, black woman. It, it's great like that. she. I'm sure she gave some really good guidance and helped out a lot of people. So Jesse Hamilton, along with uh, along with some of those FSU boys. Uh, congratulations. Your hero of the week. Help good each other work. Out. And honestly, and I know we'll receive emails, um, but it just want to say to our frat brothers out there, fucking just go get it. Just have fun. Live just be life. safe. Be have nice. Fun with it. And, uh, you know, the, the it's all about connections. But uh, then again, in it life, uh, human interactions don't necessarily have to have a price tag. Not necessarily, no. Um, I would like to read a couple of listener letters. Couple of listener letters. Um, there is, we asked a lot of questions about stalking last week, and yes. I got a lot of different responses. And it seems to be because we talked about how difficult it is to create a paper trail, the, the paper trail that you need to create in order to show that uh, someone's stalking you and yep. how to talk to the, some form of like whether you want to talk it? to the police or not. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's scary. Here's this letter. I previously worked in a pretrial release office for a city jail and now work court program administration. Think managing court-related, court-ordered classes for nonviolent offenders. I've been digging through the nitty-gritty details of police reports for 10 years, and I also previously processed emergency restraining orders. In my state, stalking is defined as someone knowingly and purposefully disturbs another person, causes fear, intimidation, or emotional distress in a reasonable person. Okay. This is this is only a misdemeanor, unless the defendant has prior convictions for similar offenses. Then it's a low-level felony with a maximum sentence of four years prison time. If there are specific okay. threats made or there has been an order of protection served and the defendant has priors, then it bumps up to a maximum of seven years prison. Needless to say, there has to be a significant paper trail for these cases to be successfully tried. And right. it's incredibly difficult for victims to get that paperwork going because you need to know a lot of personal details to get a restraining order. Most importantly, huh. an address where the defendant can be served. Also, the majority of the time, you don't get a full order and you have to wait three to six weeks for a court date. If you don't make the court oh. date as the petitioner, the case is thrown out. Question. If there is not a documented pattern of behavior, many judges will not issue the order. I have a question, Henry, and I don't know if this is in the email. We can just toss this up to further along the conversation. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. If you do file... Do they know immediately, and then yes. do they have four to six weeks to kill you? Yeah. You're supposed to so find that's a place for a little, them to go get served. Isn't yeah. that a little bit scary there? When you, it's very why, scary. Wouldn't that accelerate, in some cases, the, the stalking? Of course. Or the, oh. oh, it's very, very scary. Uh, the, uh, this listener also said the National Center for Victims of Crime has a lot of great resources, so you should look it up. Also, because that is uh, a spot where you could probably figure out a little bit more about what's going on in your own specific state. You know, it's interesting. As difficult as it is to get rid of, to get away with murder, and I know Henry and I we were like, "Oh, we had careers planned." Nobody no murder. That Nobody doesn't no murder. really work anymore. That doesn't really work anymore because there's a whole bunch of trace DNA and all that stuff. But you know what? Crime has certainly gotten easier as opposed to murder is stalking. Yes. Be careful what you post. Um, I say this as I post pictures all the time of me, but it's mostly my lap well, with Jerry sitting on it. But we have mostly sacrificed our we've sacrificed our privacy up to a point because we are performers. Right. Anybody else? Uh, it you know, unfortunately, we advertise where we are all the time, and not unfortunately because we want you to come see us. We want you to be able to absolutely. Like, we want to do comedy for you, absolutely. But it opens us up to this type of crime specifically, and it is very, very easy. This is here's another uh, email. This is from a real attorney. This is a family law attorney in St. Louis. Um, 
This is also a special prosecutor for order of protection violations. Oh, okay. uh, Since orders of protection usually involve domestic abuse between partners, this falls into the family law realm more so than the criminal. So okay. we often go against criminal attorneys as prosecutors, which provides a rare but interesting clash between the two styles. Basically, when someone is doing something to threaten or harass you, you can get a temporary restraining order against them, especially if you don't have any relationship with them. The okay. courts usually feel that if you don't have a child together, you don't need to be around each other if there are any issues of abuse. So courts will order them more frequently than you may think. Okay. Once the restraining order is in place, if the respondent violates the term of that order, usually 300 to 500 yard stay away order and no contact, then it gets sent to us who can sentence up to six months in jail per violation. Although we rarely do and typically pursue rehabilitation when possible. Putting together a case is very difficult, especially now since it's usually cyber-stalking harassment. Yeah, oh, interesting. But the standard okay. of proof is not as high as beyond a reasonable doubt used in criminal trials, making it easier to prove things. So before you ask that it's constitutional because the sentence is under six months at most, you could absolutely bust someone for scaring you. In fact, it's more of an issue to not get busted if someone thinks you're scaring them. We have many cases brought to us that are frivolous as well. But that's what they said to make sure that you get all the documentation going. And I have another, I had another email. I'll just kind of sum up. That's from a defense attorney that mostly worked with people that did stalking offenses. And they said they had to stop working people. They had to stop working these cases because stalkers, the one thing about stalkers, like the main contingent of thought seems to be the, the worst is when they don't actually know that they've done something wrong and they think oh. that they have not done something wrong and they no, have what worked they... it out in their own mind. They've created a validation of why what they're doing is not wrong because normally it's mental you know, illness completely unchecked. And you know who I blame for that? John Cusack. Say anything? You got a boombox outside of my that, door? Oh Roxanne, my Steve Martin, your boy Roxanne, Rapunzel. This idea has permeated itself through our culture. But the truth Kissel, is... Kissel, though, if it's... What's her name from the WWE that you like? Which, which one? That one hot one. There's They're many all, hot ones. Uh, w, well, let's say I it's like, one well, of the I, hottest one. I like Io Shirai. But if she's out there with the boombox, you'd ask her in. I think that there is a massive difference <laughs> uh, between uh, that and, and... Although it's still, honestly, though... If I open my curtains, and, no, you know what? It'd still be scary. It would still be scary. Really? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Spit. All right. Yeah, it'd be a lot. Anyway, be safe. And uh, please, is, the, the whole thing is so scary and the, the horror is so real. So if you are stalking someone right now, stop. Give up. Give up. You just stop, stop now. They'll come. To, I promise you, if you're a woman stalking a man, if he likes you, he will go to you. And if a woman, if a woman likes a man, they will, they will let you know. They'll let you know. They'll, They'll let, let you know if they like you or not. They will. It's not going to be ambiguous. I promise. Uh, just right. um, make sure that you just stop doing that. All right. Well, be safe out there, everyone. Is that live your life only paying attention to yourself and your own life and your family's life? I think that's important. The opposite of stalking. Stalk yourself. Don't you want to stalk yourself and give yourself some love? Give yourself the kind of thing that if you were a stalker, love yourself as a stalker would. Go in there, buy yourself a couple of gifts, write yourself a creepy note, and leave it on your car. That's actually a nice idea. Do it for yourself and then laugh at your own jokes because, oh, everybody's tired of it because we're in, been in fucking quarantine for a year. But guess what? Someone's got to laugh at your jokes. So put up a mirror in front of your desk and laugh at yourself as you were. And then it's like you're being stalked inside of your own home. And is it nice to feel appreciated? I think that is a fantastic idea, Henry. Why have windows when you can have mirrors? Yeah, your house will be a bit of a house of horrors. But you know what? That's what you your house. And that's your house. You are stalking yourself. I, You know what, Henry? You have stumbled upon just something great. Take care of yourself. And as I've said Every before, day. and I've said this, I think, what, past 10 years, do not fuck any Elmo dolls. Leave them alone. Leave them the fuck alone. any dolls in general. I, and I, I know that we covered this person who said that they have a sexual predilection to it predilection for it but buy your own supply then that's it you it's exactly. gotta be yours it's got to be yours and honestly to help the toy industry why not also All just right. keep it in your house for the love of fucking christ unless you're being paid for it on camera well that would still be in your house though wouldn't it yeah i mean yeah but get paid for it if i mean oh god i love the, i love the casting couch videos of elmo when he sits there and then they say turn around oh <laughs> yeah bend over grab, he's a child elmo's a child elmo's like 50 years old now also the man who played elmo 
uh, got in a bit of trouble. But anyway, <laughs> all right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail safe. Magustalations. Hail me. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.